Dear Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the opportunity that we have to come together in this evening hour to stop at the end of a busy year and to to think about all the things that you have done for us, the blessings that you've given us, to think about the joys and the sorrows that we've experienced in this year, and to to think about how you want to work in our lives in the, the coming year. And we pray that you would bless us, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, even though there are only a few of us today. We pray for healing and strengthening for those who are not able to come tonight. And we pray for uh, a blessing on your word as you speak to us through it. All these things we thank thee for and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Let's look at Psalm 56 tonight. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up. He fighting daily oppresseth me. Mine enemies would daily swallow me up. For they be many that fight against me, O thou most high. What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. Every day they rest my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Shall they escape by iniquity in thine anger? Cast down thy people, the people, O God. Thou tellest my wonderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle. Are they not in thy book? When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. This I know, for God is with me. In God will I praise, in, in God will I praise his word, in the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust, I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Thy vows are upon me, O God, I will render praises unto thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, wilt not thou deliver my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Um, uh, This morning uh, I attended... uh, virtual funeral service for my my cousin and uh, so it brought back brought back a lot of a lot of memories um, and the uh, the uh, ministering brother referred to to one of the verses in this this chapter in particular about how uh, our tears are put into a bottle and You know, as, as I was listening to the service, brought back a lot of memories, and I was thinking, especially here with, with New Year's Eve, uh, a lot of times in our uh, regular occurrence in uh, the church where I grew up was that uh, we would have someone who would get up and give a brief overview of the year, that we would go back over the, the births and the deaths and the rebirths, the new, those who were baptized, and uh, there was always this uh, this accounting that took place on the New Year's the New Year's service. And um, as as I listened to the the service this morning, you know, I thought of uh, a lot of different thoughts came to my my mind about uh, you know how how. Uh, how we, we go through life and how we experience life and 
how each of us uh, has different, uh, has different uh, gifts that we're given, has different paths that God takes us on in life. You know, my, uh, my cousin grew up, um, and his father, uh, father was uh, built homes for a living, and of course he, uh, when he graduated from high school, he went into that business, and uh, my dad worked at Caterpillar, of course, and when I graduated from college, I went to work at Caterpillar. Um, but in a lot of ways, you know, our, our lives were, were very different, especially from that point on. Uh, my cousin remained in, uh, in my small, the small town where I grew up and uh, lived there, worked there all his life. And uh, when his father retired, uh, he was given the opportunity to take over, over the business, um, but uh, he didn't like the he didn't like the uh, the stresses of the business that his the things that his his dad uh, was able to do or enjoyed um, or uh, maybe just because again of his uh, temperament uh, he was able to do that my cousin did not want to do some of those things and he was happy happy just being a carpenter or a builder and uh, persevering in that doing that very well you know in spite of uh, in spite of his uh, his temperament, which was much more steady, and uh, um, how should I say, you know, like I said, he he lived in uh, a small town of Tremont all his life, um, and he really it was really hard for him, harder for him, I think, to adjust to to changes. And uh, but one of the things he was very interested in was uh, power tools, and so I used to work for my uncle. Sometimes I'd work with them together. And uh, my cousin was always promoting the latest, the latest power tool to uh, um, to his father. You know, saying, "Look, we could, we could do this much more efficiency. We could, we could." I remember, I think at the time when the uh, the automatic nailers were coming in, he was really pushing that, saying, "Dad, you know, look how much work we have to do to hand hand uh, hammer these nails in all the time." And uh, we could uh, we could use these new uh, electronic uh, nailers, and we could do our job much faster. And so, uh, so it's kind of interesting, you know, how uh, each of us uh, we have uh, his his gift was kind of trying out new technology from a uh, a tool perspective, and and his father was kind of the the person that was more um, hesitant to change in uh, in that respect from an occupational standpoint. Um, and me, of course, I went on to college because I wasn't very good at hammering nails with or without the latest automatic technology. Um, and uh, so our, our lives have diverged for a lot of years. You know, I've, I've talked with him often at family reunions and things like that. And um, so, uh, so we've, we've stayed, we stayed relatively close. And so for me personally, it was... Uh, it was uh, difficult to uh, to see him pass away here, especially uh, now in my uh, uh, in my at my age, where he is only a, approximately five, approximately seven years older than than I am. And but if I if we go back to the the scripture and we we think about you know how God takes us as individuals, the experiences that we make in life, you know, in the, the scripture here tonight, it says, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And there are times in our lives that we, 
we are, are afraid of something. Uh, we might be afraid of the, the changes that are taking place in our external environment, in the government. We might be afraid of the changes that are taking place in our occupation. Um, and we have to deal with, somehow we have to find a way to deal with change. And um, as, I, as I, you know, I looked at my cousin and his, as his father, you know, I saw, I saw these uh, different perspectives, you know, how my, uh, my cousin was always uh, pushing the leading edge with tools and uh, in the occupation, and his dad was always kind of wanting to do it the old way because, you know, there's, there's a certain craftsmanship, a certain, a certain art to it that, that he felt that would be lost if, you know, if he embraced some of these newer technologies. And in our Christian life, I think that we face some of these, these same changes, right, or some of these same difficulties, you know. Sometimes we find ourselves having unnatural fears, I think, or I shouldn't say unnatural, very natural fears, but I think if we examine our, if we examine our fears, we'll see that perhaps sometimes, oftentimes, they're, they're unfounded, and we need to, to uh, be able to, to step back and look at what God says that we need to trust in him, that when we feel fear, we need to examine that fear and see, you know, is this really, a, uh, is this really something that's valid, or is this something that, uh, that perhaps Satan is causing an unnatural, an unnatural fear in, in us? And I'm, you know, I'm concerned sometimes when I look out in the world today and I see... Um, I see us from a political situation, you know, as the, the tides shift and turn, turn we, we have these fears sometimes, and we, we look and we say, okay, well now, you know, what's this administration, what's the new administration going to do to us? And um, perhaps we were more comfortable with the old administration, or we were comfortable with the new administration, but not so comfortable with the old administration, and uh, whatever, whatever situation we're in, it seems like uh, we go through these, these cycles of, of fear, or at least uh, of uh, potentially of go through a cycle of fear. And, you know, it's similar, similarly, you know, it's uh, 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 worries. Uh, recently, uh, I found this uh, great quote from Corey Ten Boom. It says, Worry does not empty tomorrow's offer, tomorrow's, tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. And if we, if we as Christians, if we live in a state of fear or a state of worry, you know, that shows that we're not trusting in God. That shows that we're not listening to God's word here, that when we feel fear, when we feel worry, that we need to turn these over to, over to God, and in light of our of the uh, the scripture here, it says, you know, it shows us how we can overcome fear. Number one, in God I will praise His word. In God I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me, what man can do unto me. I'm going to trust in God, and I'm going to praise Him. And so thanksgiving and trust go hand in hand here and help us to overcome the fears and worries and worries of this life. And 
you know, so each of us, of course, is built differently, and each of us has, has different fears and worries. There are some people that naturally they are, are uh, I think, are more able to, to overcome these, are more able to adapt to change. Others will hold on more tightly. Sometimes, you know, when we, when we feel fear, we try to, to hold on tightly to something or we try to exercise control over something where um, instead of being open to letting, you know, God direct our steps, we try to hold on and we have a certain view that we're, we're afraid of letting go of, that we feel like we know God's will and this is it, and so we're, we're going to exercise our human strength, our human capacity, our human, uh, our human judgments, and work our, our, uh, our personal uh, strengths and whatever capacity we have them to try to uh, overcome this ourselves and uh, to keep control so that we feel that, uh, you know, our, our way of, uh, of uh, making sure that God is in control is making sure that we're in control, right? And that's not really what, uh, that's really what not what, what God gives us, what God wants us to do. You know, it's, uh, here it talks about uh, people who every day they rest with God's words, all their thoughts against me are for evil. Um, those that are trying to gain control over God, this is not, not what we're supposed to do. And, you know, God is gracious to us. You know, he knows our sorrows. He knows our worries. He knows our fears. Here it says that, uh, you know, he puts our tears into a bottle. He saves them up. And it says, are they not in thy book? You know, God has a book, God has a recording of what our, our thoughts of or what our concerns are. God knows what our, our concerns are before we express them to him. And we need to, to turn to him in these challenging times, and we need, to, we need to let go of our fears and worries. We need to know that we've turned them over to God, that we've given them to God, and that we can let go of these and that we can trust in him to provide what is best for us, what is needed for us. And again, the psalmist goes back here and talks about, you know, the, the importance of, of praising God, of trusting in him, verses 10 and 11 he repeats, you know, I'm going to praise the Lord in his, and his word, in his word, and that restates that, you know, I put my trust in God, and I'm not going to be afraid of what man can do to me. And so, in spite of the, the challenges that we face in this world today, we still have the same call for us as believers to uh, praise God and to, to trust in him. And I think that, you know, as, as Christians, um, this, is, this is some of the, the basics that we have. It's important for us to look and to see, you know, did I grow spiritually in the last year? Was I able to put more trust in God? Was I able to praise him in spite of the circumstances that I 
was placed in in spite of the things that I went through in this past year. You know, was I faithful? Was I faithful to God? Or was I, did I worry? Did I fret? Was I, I disconnected from God because I couldn't give over, I couldn't give these things up to God. I couldn't let go of these and let God work and let him direct my paths and trust in him to help me deal with the, the change, the, the struggles, the uh, challenges of the, li- of the life that he was giving me each day. And for me personally, it's difficult to, uh, it's difficult to judge spiritual growth. You know, as, as I think sometimes about Bible class, uh, the lessons that I teach in Bible class, as I think about some of the ones that I taught, think they... They often, you know, they come back to these very, very basic truths, you know, is what, what do we need to do as Christians? You know, again, it's, it's, uh, it's uh, you know, reading the word, praying, communicating, re- building a relationship with God, and listening to his spirit, right? The three, three basic things. And yet, um, and yet each of us has our weaknesses and strengths as a human being, each of us, the Satan attacks us in, in different ways, and each of us has different gifts that God has given us and wants us to, to exercise, to, to grow in. You know, part of, the, uh, uh, part of one of the, the painful processes of corporate America is the, the annual performance review. Um, and... Uh, you know, over over the years, the older you get, the more the more you you uh, I don't know the more cynical you get about these. Is that you know the you you come into your manager's office and you're supposed to uh, you're supposed to write down you know all the all the things you did right and all the things you did wrong in this year and have this discussion with your manager and yet you come in feeling that well basically your manager's already decided where you fit where you fit in the, uh, the performance scale and, and that this is kind of a, kind of a waste of, a waste of your, your time. And um, at, I mean, in, in some ways it's always good in that you are forced to go back and uh, review what you've done for the years and what, was, what worked, what didn't work, and hopefully make some corrections for next year. But a lot of the times, you know, it comes down to feeling more at the end when you leave is that, that uh, okay, phew, they thought I did good this year. They rewarded me, or oh, I've got a bunch of uh, faults that I need to work on. And yet, um, what strikes me over the years is is um, is that uh, you know when I was really utilizing my 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 uh, my strongest gifts, my strongest strengths, is that suddenly in those years. My managers would have no, there would be no weaknesses. And it's like, I don't think those weaknesses really went away, but the, the, uh, the strengths that I had were coming through. I was focused on those. And yes, I think in some ways being focused on using my strengths reduced, the, uh, reduced some of the errors, the, uh, reduced some of my weaknesses or outshone, outshone my weaknesses. And I think you know, in the same way for us as Christians, as we, we look back over the year and we try to say, you know, if we start peeling back the onion, 
And yes, we know we need to, if we sin, we know we need to repent. And uh, again, we need to follow the basics of the word. But the real essence, the real, the real important thing for us as Christians is to be moving forward and um, not being caught in the fear cycle again, but into utilizing the gifts that God has given us. And if we do that, I think that God helps us grow, that we really see more spiritual growth than if we, if we hang back and we become afraid and we start concentrating on our, our mistakes, on the, our weaknesses, that those can drag us down, that we fall into this, this, uh, this cycle of fear and worry. If we are somehow, you know, finding the thing that we, that we love, the gift that God's given us, and we start utilizing that more effectively, you know, it's easier for us to escape the fear cycle, to escape the worry cycle, if we are busy in doing what God wants us to do. And I, I'm very, very convicted sometimes as I look back on my careers, and I think, you know, how, how few times during my career was I really was I really um, operating at that out of out of that cycle of of you know living in my strength living in the living in the strengths or the gifts that God had given me occupationally and uh, you know how how much how be, how much better my my job performance could have been if I had had been in a job or a place or situation where I was using those gifts instead of worrying about the things that they told me, oh, you didn't do this so well last year, right? And as believers, I think it's important for us to embrace this same thing in looking at uh, trying to live in the Spirit and looking at what God has given me to do today to look forward and see how I can use the the gifts that God has given me and how I can walk in his spirit and I can be, um, be used by him. And I, I think that uh, each of us as, as uh, believers, you know, we, we go through these challenges in life where, where perhaps we're, we're discouraged or held back and, uh, you know, sometimes perhaps we look around and say, well, you know, you know I, I can't, uh, you know, I don't know. God, you're asking me to do something a little harder, and I, 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 can't, I can't do it, right? And if we step forward in truth, if we step forward and we uh, take the gift that God has given us and we utilize the gifts that God gives us, in whatever situation we're in, that we can be, we can know that, you know, we've done what God has asked us to do. And if we do that, I think that God opens doors, that God can use us in ways that, in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of the things where we feel we fall short, that God can take those, can take that little, that little step in faith that we've given him that he can use those in, in mighty ways. And I think that, you know, as, we, as I look forward to 2022, I think that that's something that 
you know, I, I personally need to, to focus on and that I need to, um, I need to be willing to, uh, to step out in faith. And even when I don't feel comfortable, even when I feel that, that uh, I feel afraid, I want to hold back, um, to take that small step in faith, to reach out, to uh, initiate a conversation with someone, to see where it will go spiritually, to uh, think about those that might be suffering in sorrow or discouragement and see maybe I'm the one that's supposed to be an encouragement to them. Maybe I'm the one that God wants to, wants to reach out to, to, uh, to someone else and uh, that, you know, I, I can't, while I can't, uh, while I want to be using my strengths, I can't be afraid that uh, my weaknesses, my weaknesses might potentially be revealed. And I have to trust that God is going to uh, work through my, my spiritual strengths, my spiritual gifts, and that God is going to overcome the weaknesses that people will not will not see or perceive those weaknesses because I'm walking in the spirit and um, you know, and that that is the the way for us personally to to overcome and to uh, um, to be used by the by the Holy Spirit so if I if if I if I step back and uh, you know if if I look at the process of uh, you know how we write New Year's resolutions right so um, similar to the annual review when I was young I would uh, I for my work occupation you know I would have all these great goals I would have all these great goals for the year. And uh, come in with that, and my manager would say, "Well, you know, it's probably not going to happen, Rod." <laughs> and uh, I, I think similarly, similarly, you know, when we come to God, we have we we we, we offer our gifts to God, and we come in with a uh, with perhaps a a similar um, we run into similar difficulties sometimes. Is that you know, if people write down their New Year's resolutions, so they write down. 10, 20 resolutions, right? It can't, you know, it, it's, us, us poor humans can only concentrate on a, a few, uh, a few items at a time, right? So, similarly, I think from a, a spiritual perspective, if we take stock of where we want to go in this year, um, we need to, we need to listen to the Spirit, and we need to make sure that we have, uh, we have, let go of some of the uh, extraneous, I don't know, that we've really listened to the Spirit and that we're, we're, focused on, we're, we're focused on what God wants us to do. And again, I think, um, again, it's better for us to be looking for God to uh, use the, the talents or gifts that he's given us and, and focus on that instead of focusing on the, the many... Uh, the many uh, weaknesses we may have, those that are built into us as human beings because of our personality, because of our DNA, um, et cetera. And again, just to be clear, of course, we cannot, we need to deal with sin, but 
and repent of sin, but we also need to we also need to realize that uh, that God wants to use us in spite of our imperfections and to look at how he might be able to to use us in in the coming year and to not hold back to not uh, to not be um, restrained by uh, by our 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 personal insecurities or fear so you know if I look at uh, at some of the uh, the personal my, my personal goals for for 2022 um, I, I think there's there's an overall goal and uh, I think that uh, ministering uh, uh, ministering helps me with this is number one is be humble because every time I I step up here I I do feel I feel my weaknesses I feel my fear I feel uh, my inadequacies and yet you know if I am willing to turn those over to God if I'm willing to be humble and to to let God let go of those things and let God work in my my life I can be confident that He is going to uh, he's going to use me in whatever way he would want, and hopefully I can be a channel of the Holy Spirit. Hopefully I can speak his words and not my words, and that uh, um, that each of us can be blessed by whatever the Lord would provide. Uh, I think, too, um, as, as believers... I think it's very important in the world we live in today that we are focused on on truth. And one of the, the challenges I think that we have today here in, in the old days, perhaps we would call it gossip. Um, nowadays, of course, uh, this form is usually taken, the form it usually takes is, is sharing in social media, right? And it's not so much always, uh, you know, necessarily gossip as we would have looked at it about a, what a person somebody else is doing um, although it may be that but a lot of times we need to uh, we we see a we see something on social media and it pushes our buttons or whatever and so we want to pass it on well I, you know I think it's really important in this day and age that that we as Christians that we stop and think about about the things that we're passing on uh, recently, um, someone passed on this this story to me, and it was it was a great it was a great story um, from a Christian standpoint. You know, it was this miraculous story that uh, ended up with someone being converted through an experience that they made in 9/11, um, through the death of someone in 9/11. Well, you know that that's great. I thought, well, I don't know. I'll search on this search of the, search on the web for this person's name, right? Well, there's no no name now, of all the people that died in 9/11. This person's name's not out there, right? And so the story was pretty vague. Oh, it was supposedly it was supposedly on some radio station somewhere, but of course it didn't have the name of the radio station. And so I don't know. I'm not saying whether this perhaps you know there was, this story had been retold so many times. Perhaps there was really a kernel of truth to it somewhere, but in its current format. It was very disingenuous, and uh, it was another reason for people to look at us as Christians and say, you know, 
they're Christians are supposed to be telling the truth, right? And yet they're passing on these stories that appear to be fake or made up. And, um, you know, again, I think this is, uh, is somewhat akin to uh, what we would call gossiping in the old days. Um, and yet I think it's really, really important for us as Christians to at least do some, some basic uh, fact-checking on anything that pur- purports to be, uh, be, be, be a true story before we, we pass it on. And, you know, it, Second uh, Corinthians um, 6.3, uh, the Apostle Paul talks about, he says, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience and afflictions and necessities and distresses. And he goes on and on about that. But, um, you know, this giving no offense in anything that the ministry may not be blamed. You know, I, as, as a new minister, I'm very, very, uh, very much, suddenly much more sensitive to this that, you know, is what I'm doing, does what I'm doing, does that live up to God's word? Does that live up to what a Christian's life should, should look, look like? And uh, so another one of my New Year's resolutions is to uh, drive more like a Christian. Because oh. um, I tend to get I tend to get upset with people that stop at green lights and that put on the brakes at green lights and things like that. Um, so I'm 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 still praying about that. I'm still working on that. Um, definitely a weakness that I will continue to work on in spite of uh, just telling you that we need to focus on our strengths. Um, but, you know, I, I think in the, the, the uh, situation that we live in today that it's really important that each of us take this personally as, as Christians, that we do not want the ministry to be blamed. We do not want the world to have, have excuses for ignoring our message. We do not want to, uh, we obviously cannot, cannot solve, we obviously cannot solve uh, solve the image of Christianity in the world by ourselves, but uh, it's up to us as believers to make sure that the, the ministry of the Word is pure, the ministry of the Word is, is shown, is clear, clear to, uh, is clear to the world, and I, I think in, in some ways perhaps we've, uh, in many ways perhaps we've fallen, we've fallen short of that. And so, you know, finally, I, I think the the one area of of uh, of growth uh, for uh, for me personally is is how do I how do I better integrate my my Christian life into into the how, how do I better communicate the. Uh, my faith with others. How can I better share share the faith? And am I so busy in my life that I don't take time to to uh, talk to my to those that I come in contact with? You know, I'm I'm as a a, a teacher, a lecturer. You know, I'm I'm kind of. Uh, I, I'm kind of in a, in a new new place in my life, and I'm 
kind of trying to figure out, you know, how how can I best in this environment? How can I best how can I best communicate the gospel? And you know, I mean, it's uh, of course my first two semesters were online, so that really cut down on any personal interaction with students. But you know, this semester, you know, I'm starting to see a little more interaction that I have with students, and you know, what are the ways that uh, that I can be open to that? I mean, from emails, I get I get these emails from students all the time that are, you know, oh, I'm really having a bad semester, or I'm really discouraged, and you know, it's easy for me to become, you know, uh, cynical and say, oh, okay, you just don't want to take the test, or you know, you just want a better grade than what you really deserve, and and but at the same time, I have to take I have to fight that cynicism. I have to take each each message as perhaps this is a person with a a uh, a cry for help in some ways, and um, I think that uh, you know that that each of us ex- experiences that in this world where we become we become cynical. We become we aren't open to people because they might take advantage of us, or we think they're going to if if we if we uh, give money to a homeless person or somebody on the street, they're going to use it in the wrong way. And, um, you know, obviously um, I've lived long enough to see, yes, there are some people that are going to take advantage of you. Um, but on the other hand, there is this, this uh, there is a, a certain uh, important spiritual principle, I think, that we need to, we need to be open to to God's leading, and we need to uh, we need to be willing to be be used by uh, by God. Uh, several years ago, I made this experience uh, during camp. I I was having this terrible conviction about you know I I don't know I really I really need to um, I don't somehow I really need to reach out more. I really need to. I, I don't know. I I can't explain. I I've just had this this conviction, this feeling, you know. And so first day after camp, I'm driving to work, and I stop at a stoplight, and this lady knocks on my window, and wants to know if she can have a ride downtown, which is where I'm going. Right. So answer to prayer, right? <laughs> so she gets in the car, you know, and and anyway, um. So I take her downtown, dropped her off wherever she wanted to go, you know, and and um, I I don't know, I think I gave her my phone number, right? And so this this leads to this this cycle of uh, you know her calling me. She needs this, she needs that, and I'm caught up. In, I get caught up in this this cycle of of trying to uh, fulfill her her uh, physical needs, her material needs. And then I get involved with some of her friends or frenemies. I'm never sure which it was, but and uh, anyway, this I, I thought I was, you know, I thought, wow, you know, when she knocked on my window and this first this first experience, I thought, you know, the Lord's really, you know, the Lord's really opening doors here. The Lord's really working here, and yet, you know, it seemed like it turned into this downward spiral, and um, you know, finally, you know, I supposed to pick her up for church, you know, go one day to pick her up for church. She's 
no answer at the door, you know, nothing, right? And, uh, you know, so eventually, you know, being younger, eventually I figured out, you know, I'm just being used here, and I don't really think that I'm being effective here in, in communicating the gospel. And, uh, you know, and uh, when I stopped providing for her material needs, uh, that kind of ended the, ended the relationship there. So I wish I had a, uh, I wish I had a, uh, you know, a great story of how someone was, uh, was converted, okay, but don't put that on the, that won't be on the internet because that's not what happened. Um, but the, uh, the idea is, is that I think, you know, that the Lord taught me through that, the Lord did, the Lord did help me ma mature through that, and, uh, but on the other hand, I can't walk forward, I can't walk in fear and say, well, if somebody knocks on my window again and wants to ride downtown, forget it. I learned from that last I learned from that one once. I had that experience once. I learned from that. Uh, and I think that as, as Christians that we have to walk hopefully and we have to continue to, uh, to be open to the experiences that God gives us, to be open to what he's trying to teach us today, and to, uh, to learn from that in the, uh, the best way that we can. And Whatever we do, we can't shrink back in fear. We need to praise him, we need to trust in him, and we need to, to look to him for, for guidance in the, the new year. And I hope that each of us are, are thinking about the, uh, are open to the possibilities that God has for us in the new year and that he will, will bless that openness in each of us and that he will bless his words.